Hello and welcome back to our weekly dose of a cup of tea and a biscuit. Today we're discussing a very simple two-letter word that can be quite hard to say to others, but in the same vein can be quite empowering. And that word is simply no. More importantly, it is about that no can be an absolute and complete sentence. There is no need to qualify any of our responses or feeling that we need to justify our answers. We simply do not need to entertain the need for any and, ifs, buts or whys. And whilst this might seem like a very simple word, I mean it's one syllable, why do we find that most of us struggle to say it? Quite possibly, this stems from our need to people-please and is sparked by the fear of what will happen when we actually do say it. How will others react in response? It's a genuine concern of how saying no will affect our relationships and our social circles. Human interactions, I think, are fundamentally reliant upon some element of reciprocity. And it's a bit of give and take. So we might feel obliged to ensure that we keep the peace and that we're often concerned that by saying no, we will threaten the strength of any of our relationships or connections. And ultimately, this can stir up fears of rejection from either our friends or our loved ones. So apart from the rejection, a lot of us tend to avoid confrontation altogether, as it might seem too stressful and it might be easier to simply concede to someone else's request to avoid confrontation altogether lest we run the risk of incurring someone's anger, right? What we've seen from research and what is demonstrated to us is that as children, we find it very easy to use the word no. To me, what this implies then is that this inability to say no as adults is actually a learned behavior over time. This could have either been modeled through us through how we were parented or maybe through sometimes being culturally conditioned to believe that saying no prevents us from moving ahead in life or furthering and building quality relationships. And one of the most thought-provoking things that I came across in the research about saying no stated this, we abandon ourselves to avoid being abandoned by others. I'll say that again. We abandon ourselves to avoid being abandoned by others. Now, this acutely links back to those fears of rejection we spoke about earlier. So ultimately, this leads us to falling into this really destructive cycle of people-pleasing. And then when that happens, we tend to exhibit behaviors like firstly struggling to understand our own needs. As we're so focused on everyone and everything else, we forget what's important to us. A lot of the times, this also will be accompanied by feeling a lot of shame for saying no to others. Um, as people, you'll find that we would constantly avoid conflict to extremes even at some point and go along with others' needs because we really want to keep the peace and we don't want to upset anybody to the extent that even if we completely disagree with what is being said, we will go along with the other party just to avoid any kind of confrontation. And 
what we tend to find is also people that struggle with saying no will tend to consult with a lot of people before making any decisions. So what tends to happen is that you're there for others all the time, even and even stay in relationships that maybe are not as healthy as they should be or dealing with a lot of dominating people and will stay in them even though they might make us feel drained or feel really exhausted by interacting with those individuals. And when it comes to work, more often than not, when we struggle to say no, we find that we're overworked and we're known for being that workhorse in the office, the person that's taking on a multitude of tasks and projects and being known for always delivering because you're really just burning the candle at both ends. So let's take a look at the workplace for a bit more, right? Um, as organizations are growing and they're increasingly becoming more complex, so we're working collaboratively, we're working cross-functionally, cross-divisionally. Um, it's this multitude of networks that we're building. And when we look at our reporting lines, it's never just this like direct manager reporting line that we're seeing. A lot of the time now it's evolving to a lot of these dotted line matrix structured, which makes it very complex um, and difficult networks and environments for us to navigate, right? So we see that as this working environment has evolved, it's become more complex and more complicated. And as employees, we're not only just fielding requests from a direct manager or from a team. We now have this wider organization to see to, and we're addressing a multitude of requests that are coming in thick and fast from a number of internal customers. And even trying to navigate those can be really exhausting. The reality is that our workload is expanded and whether through phone calls, emails, sort of Zooms and team requests, the tasks are coming and managing it in itself can be a challenge. The truth is that we cannot do it all. We'd like to think we can, but feasibly we cannot. Therefore, we need to be a bit more discerning and determine which activities are actually value-adding and picking carefully on how to direct our energy and capacity. So this means that saying no to individuals is a reality and it's okay. So if you don't do this, what tends to happen is that you end up taking on too many tasks and you run the risk of not completing any of them. Or alternatively, we tend to expend our energy on so many things that actually don't have value and end up wasting our time. And ultimately, this can lead to us feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. And whilst no one wants to disappoint any colleague or be perceived as not being that team player, always remember that capacity in itself is a finite measure. Adding more things onto your plate or taking on new projects or new tasks means that there's a trade-off. And the trade-off either is in how you spend time with your family, it means either your stress levels are increasing, and in other instances, it might mean that your output is going to have a diminished quality of work. So to avoid all of this, maybe let's unpack some ways in which we can learn on how to say no. Firstly, I would say... Start by valuing your own time and how precious it actually is. It's okay to be honest with the people around you about what's on your plate, what are the situations you're navigating, either in a personal or professional capacity. 
Secondly, I would say prioritization is key. Does this meet with your long and short-term goals? What is the impact of taking this on or or doing something that you don't really want to do? How does this affect your wider life and, and the feelings and emotions that you're going to have to deal with afterwards? Thirdly, I would say that the word no is sometimes a really foreign concept for a lot of people, right? So for some of us, we might need to practice this out first, even before engaging with others. Moreover, if we've become known as that people pleaser or the person that takes on everything, recognize that the people around you might have been really accustomed to that type of behavior. So they're used to you saying yes to all of the requests that they funnel your way. And you might have to practice saying no first, particularly if you're dealing with individuals that can be rather persistent and boorish. Remember, there's no need to apologize. Earlier we spoke about the and, if so, buts, you know, the inevitable, I'm sorry, but, because we really don't want to seem impolite and we want to be seen as nice people. But to some extent, this does weaken your argument. So, you know, guard your time and guard your time firmly. It's okay to have boundaries. Taking on too many things ultimately only damages you in the long term. Also, I would say make people aware of your constraints. There is no shame in that. And making them aware almost preempts any request that might come your way. So by openly letting them know either your schedule or your constraints or what you're dealing with, you're actively able to set some boundaries with them to let them know that actually maybe you cannot take on what they're asking of you. And sometimes you might need some time to formulate a response, especially if you're this person that's been known to take on things. You might need some time to figure out how to say no or when to say it, or alternatively to offer an alternative proposition to that individual. Maybe you want to renegotiate some time or what, what you can actually deliver to somebody, or if you're going to even meet their ask at all. And lastly, I would say, always be your authentic self and be sincere. People are generally going to be able to deal with the rejection that you offer to them with more grace if they can sense that you're being your authentic self. I will say this. It's never easy to say no to others. We all want to be seen as helpful and willing to lend a hand to others. But unfortunately, we're not superhuman. The reality is that we cannot feasibly do everything for everyone else all the time. Realize that we'll have to let go of some things. And along the way, we're going to disappoint a few people. And that's normal. We should be directing our energy to things that align with our purpose and our goals. And... Remember, if you get so caught up in tackling every request that comes your way, not only do you burn out, but you even forget to recognize when you've reached the finish line, when to celebrate successes, and even sometimes just to take a breath. So in parting, I'll leave you with this. Saying no does not make you a bad person. In actual fact, it's quite empowering. And for a change, it empowers you to choose you. As always, my lovelies, it's always a pleasure spending time with you. Please don't forget to like and share. And with that, I wish you love and light. Until next week.